There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You're watching Mornings with Mizzy, and I just had the biggest blooper, so we're probably laughing right now, but we have the beautiful Miss Lady back with us, and we have been going through the journey of our Polly Swingers relationship. Um, she's kind of gone through a lot of ups and downs in her life. She shared a lot of emotional things that have transpired all of which has been leading to understanding who she is as an individual, understanding her journey and her path, which will eventually migrate into um, how we became so close and what our relationship really is with one another. Where we left off, though, she was explaining how her past fiancé or her, her past wife, actually, was just proposing to her. So we're going to put it back over to Miss Lady and uh, let her kind of take over the show and see where it takes us. Oh, my goodness. Well, good morning. Here we go. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> so when we left off the last time, uh, we were, at, where, where did I say this? She had just, she surprised me with the question. I didn't really explain um... the whole it wasn't Detailed. really so much like of a surprise. Well, not you didn't really position it that way. You just had mentioned that mm -hmm. through the ups and downs, you decided that maybe getting engaged was the best route because what was going okay, on? So we had probably separated at that time or whatever. Um, I'm not sure actually. All right. You were going to say what was going on. Well, I was just going to say, like, um, you were sharing about how it was COVID time and the dynamics of your relationship were changing. You started out okay. first as you were, you know, the dom in the scenario. Yes. And she went to even, but then she was trying to become more dominant. And so the balance of the relationship was changing and you were trying Very to share so. about the manipulation on how it happened. And ultimately that she wanted to try and call her you. And you were like, this is crazy. This is not anything that would work. So you thought that maybe since she was asking about engagement and getting married, that maybe getting engaged was the right step. And potentially thinking that you were the one that was creating maybe the friction in the relationship for not flowing with what you thought the universe was giving you at the time, being able to be super free and, you know, be a home wife for a minute and spend time with your daughter and kind of not be in this survival mode of what we call it all the time right. and kind of just being like, all right, well, maybe, maybe the world is giving maybe me something I can, right. trying different. Yeah. So that's, that's where we were. We, because it was <clears throat> because of COVID, you know, everybody's life changed and I did have that opportunity I was blessed if you will this is what I was telling myself to have a partner who could financially afford everything and my daughter and I excuse me I'm falling you know my my daughter and I were safe and I didn't have to worry that my business had to close because my business is an entertainment company right and clubs and things like that nothing's running during COVID like that you know so through this it was a time for me to actually for the very first time in my life have a sense of okay this is maybe this would be nice to not have to stress over bills and I could just stay home and I get to see my kid after school and like my house is clean and quiet and peaceful you know so it, it did get my mind to thinking but it was a it was a, a big it was a lot of miscommunications between my partner and I you know and it was a whole new level of stuff for me because this wasn't something like we had said that I came into knowing like mm -hmm. you know normally before you go into a scene or you before you get into something you have communication about what's going to happen you negotiate terms blah, 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 you both know what's happening. Like when you're going to go into a sex scene normally, right? When you're going to go and you, if you're, you, 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 
right? We preach, yeah. talk about things first before you get in there. You know what I mean? So you're not put in a position to feel awkward. Right. Why would you want to feel awkward when you're trying to enjoy something, right? <clears throat> so the dynamics were changing between me and my partner unknowingly, right? So of course, my body is like, in my mind, they're like fighting against whatever the hell is just happening. My partner and I had broke up quite a few times. Um, oh, wait. So is this the is this when June happened and you guys, or I'm trying to figure out the timeline because we were supposed to go to Holly and Jim's wedding. Is that this time period or are we still before that? No, oh, this, this is, is about that COVID time period. COVID. Okay, so this is still like one year before that. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had been back and forth just no, we weren't back and forth at that time. Um, but this is where the back and forth started. This okay. is this is where I said everything was perfect until. Mm-hmm. So we did split up. I lie. We we did split up because she had taken her collar off. When she took her collar off, things got a little fuzzy. We split up. I came back in again before COVID. Um, things were all right. And I thought, we're going to try this. So I'm trying to think of when we get to the engagement and the time frame, but I'll just go there. So it, <laughs> we had spoke about it. We had spoke about if we would get married, if we would do things, you know. Um, and we didn't speak about the marriage. Like, she asked about it. We'll say that. She wanted it. First and foremost, I think I was still married. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't on my mind. You know, but the engagement part happened after that. It was definitely not during COVID because COVID started in February, mm-hmm. March, April, right. May, June. You know, I got to put the, the timeline together. I don't really know, but we're just going to go right to the engagement because between then and the engagement, it was just all the same shit back yeah. and forth. You know, um, we went out. She went out with me. I actually had it overnight with one of my customers. And I love this 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 guy. He's like a friend of mine. He loves to take my people out. He likes it. Anybody can come with, you know. We went to Atlantic City to this casino, and it was just a really great night, dinner and drinks. We went out to a club, and we were up in the room getting ready to go back down to the club. And I turned around, and there she stood with a ring. Oh, she was shit. on her knees and she just had a ring and was like, <laughs> asked me to marry her, right? <laughs> of course, I'm not going to say no in front of everybody. And I do love her. So, sure, we will take the next step. Okay? We will take the next step. But I must have been divorced at that time because I wouldn't have, obviously. I think she was waiting for my divorce to go through. So I, I I know she was waiting. She kept asking me if the papers came in and they didn't. And now I, I realize why, right? There was, a, there was a reason. There was a time frame. She was waiting for my divorce to come so she could ask me to marry her, which is exactly what happened. But I didn't put the ring on my ring finger. I put the ring on my other hand. Oh. I wasn't ready yet. Yeah. I just got divorced. <laughs> I didn't want to make anybody think I, I got divorced for this because that's not what it was. Right? So this was a commitment between her and I. Yeah. I wanted her to know that I love her and that I am willing to take this next step with her. So he, this is what I will do. But it's going to go on this hand for now until I'm ready to move it over to this hand. So we're going to count it as a promissory ring until it's until I'm ready. But here, this is some sort of collar. I'm committed if you to will. you. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. 
So it was a bit rough. I'm I'm a little off this morning with um, timelines. I should have put some more timelines together, you know, but like we ended up getting married. I'm going to push forward because our time in between, I can't tell you how many times we broke up and got together, back up together and how many times she kicked me out of her house and everything just started to change, right? Because she was the boss and it was very, very different because her boss was manipulation. Her boss wasn't, we sit and we talk and we come to an understanding and an agreement and this is what's going to happen. Her boss was manipulation and it was not understood. You know, my, my career through after COVID and after my, you know, the club had closed for a little bit. Now we opened up in the summertime and we, everything had to be outside. We couldn't bring oh, yeah, anything inside yet. We, you yeah. Didn't yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Halloween mm -hmm. and Halloween is where we were supposed to have maybe our first rendezvous, me and you, Yes. you know, and yes. then it didn't happen. So yes. now we're kind of putting some time frames together, right? Yes. So in this, this time, is, if you're listening, this is kind of where our relationship really started to change. Started, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Around Halloween. Now, mm -hmm. we were already together. Brooke and I, it was what it was. You guys got along. Everybody yeah. got along as far as we knew. You know, At she, that time, we did get along. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, you know, it, it, it was working itself out. You know, mm -hmm. it was good. You know, it, and I thought it was me. You know, and I needed to grow mm -hmm. and I was growing and we were, you know, whatever. So, but then, you know, things started with my job, my career, right? Because I don't have a job. My career, my business, what I do for a living, you know, was I don't need to work so hard and you know, like she can take care of the things and it, it became more like subliminally put in and how, then it started becoming how my business was a hobby. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just was little by little. It, it I didn't realize how much she was taking away from me. Mm -hmm. And then one day I woke up and realized I'm in a vanilla relationship right. <laughs> all over again. It's you know, like, it's just so crazy how you'll allow yourself to, to slowly, 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 little by little by little by little, get taken apart and not even realize it, Right. you know, for, for somebody else. Um, you know, we ended up breaking up. I moved out. I moved out. Something happened. Oh, because you went into I the moved community. out of the house. Right. Yeah. A few times. But the very last time, we broke up a few times. I went to the studio. I went back. We had broke up a few times. The engagement came after I went to the studio mm -hmm. and then came back. Because during that time in the studio is when I realized how much I loved her. I felt like I was missing my heart. Yeah. Like I felt like, you know, I, I couldn't get out of bed. My daughter actually went for the very first time and lived with her father. Like, it was a yes. real rough time. And in that time, somehow, mentally, she did a real good job and she had me. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I just needed her. Yeah. And here I am living in my fucking studio. A studio. It's not even a, a one bedroom. Yeah. It's a studio. I don't have my daughter. You know, like, my life's a fucking mess. I got my business. I'm living on my property right. of my business, you know, and instead of living in that, I'm not going to live in the, the actual big old house where my business is going, you know, I'm living in the studio. Now this is after COVID mind you. So my life is already freaking really different, you know, and in that time frame, I just, I thought maybe I'm pushing against what, what the universe is trying to give me. Right. Maybe I'm supposed to be with this woman. She's got a home and she's, loves me and I love her and I feel like I'm dying without her and all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but here's the stuff, you know what I learned? She brought these words up and I never knew them. Gaslighting, all this kind of stuff. Right. It was like, she was the one who made the fire to be my knight in shining armor to fucking come in and rescue me. Yeah. You know, and I didn't ever realize that. How do you realize that? You don't know. You never know until you're 
mm-hmm. all the way down him. Well, long story short, I loved her and decided to move back in with her. And then that's where the engagement thing came. And no, the engagement didn't come. This is what happened. <laughs> We broke up. I moved into the studio. It was the summertime when we couldn't have anything inside LWP. Everything was outside. We took advantage of the market. Brooke wanted to be with me. We were going to move LWP through COVID is when something, um, through that summertime is when some things happened with the property at LWP. Yes. Now okay. I'm putting everything I together. It. Yeah, you had to, sh- right. So. Yeah, so some things were going on with the township. They had changed up some of the um, rules for the township, and I was going to no longer be able to open LWP back up as the BNB and as the club that I had there, yeah. unless I went through the courts and did a couple things. And it would have yeah, it would have your balls about even putting the pool up at that time, the pool, or even trying right, to fence right. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a whole bunch of stuff that had nothing to do with anything illegal or anything wrong. It's just that they things had changed, and then you know so. Whatever. So through this period, I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm going to um I'm going to keep hosting the parties outside. We're gonna keep doing this. And uh Brooke and I had started talking again and she said, Fuck it, let's take advantage of the market. Well we said we're gonna take advantage of the market. I was trying to see if I could sell LWP because I wanted to go buy a new LWP somewhere. Um, a place where I could live on the property, actually, and have a property where I wasn't going to have problems, like the, the township. It wasn't going to work there, you know, so I knew that it was time for me to move LWP. So I was putting the property on the market. Just be careful your phone doesn't fall. Damn it, again. All right, you're going to have to different, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. I was putting the property on the market to try and sell it. Brooke and I were together. And um, I'm trying to see if something I can put it up like this. That'll just not work. <laughs> the fuck? Anyway, I need one of those tripod things. <laughs> and it wasn't selling. And I wanted to get a new space and it was coming up to a time where, you know, like, I just, I wanted to get in a space for LWP, whatever the case may be. I wanted to sell this property. Um, and Brooke had offered to sell her house instead because her house was in a different area where we knew we could have gotten rid of it like that. And she said, I'll sell my house to show you how much I want to be back with you and how much I would do to make sure that you and your daughter are good because I love you and I just want to be with you. So I'm living in the studio and Brooke's like, I'll sell the house and I'll move in with you and we can move into the LWP house, right? And then, you know, we can work that out because the LWP house was bigger and better and my dogs, it was just a whole bunch of stuff and I couldn't sell it. And like, I was trying to get out of it and instead of us paying two mortgages, two rents, she was like, fuck it, we'll sell my house. She wanted to sell that house before I moved in with her. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay, so yeah. she's been wanting to get rid of that house this whole time. And she and I said, hold on a minute, because I don't want that to come back on me. Like, don't do this. And she's like, no, I want to. I've been wanting to get rid of this house. I hate this fucking house. It's alone. If you're not going to be here with me, I don't want it. You know, all this kind of stuff. So she put her house on the market. And within a week and a half, it was sold. Mm-hmm. And she moved in with me. And we, well, we moved into LWP. Right, we moved all the dungeon equipment out, moved everything out, and we were now starting to turn this fucking club, taking the stage out, taking the bar out. Like this was a very hard thing for me because I was ripping apart my baby. Yeah. <sighs> oh. oh, taking down those things. It was hard. It was real hard. Because as we were talking, this was my baby. This was my business that I took years to build. You know, when you take years to build something, the last thing you do want to do is take it down, right? But it's all and right. I, also, because- I want to interject also a little bit because, 
you know, like in this time period, even though COVID was over, it was still a super struggle for all of the businesses in the lifestyle, you know, other groups, you know, started doing their own stuff within like their basements, you know, COVID made it so many others can just create their own venues per se. So it became much more challenging when we wanted to come back into the market because the competition was crazy. So you had to figure out a whole different business model. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like, you had to start all over again on what, you know, our, you know, parties, events, whatever you want to classify them as looked like. And so there was a lot more going on than just you know, relationship Mm. status stuff. It was also business-wise very complicated. So because of that, it did make it a little bit easier to be able to move into LWP because you were thinking about how this looks now, you know? And so there was a lot of different challenges going on in your brain, not only with the relationship, but also, you know, the business sense, because I know that that bothered you too. Like, I mean, it bothered all of us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was difficult when, many people were having just like basement parties and you don't have to pay to go to them or, you know, it's just like, let's, you know, it became very, yeah. What are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Like that's actually it. Everybody, everybody did their own thing. They had their own small private parties and they were doing it for safety reasons, right? They didn't want to come out, you know, and that safety reasons turned into comfortability levels and, and you know what I mean? So, you know, it is what it is, you know? So, just don't bang Wait. the table too hard because your phone will fall again. Fall again. Mm-hmm. Look at that. I'm getting I'm getting told what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, so we moved into LWP and it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we both had a fresh start. We went through a lot. I was finally I felt in a in a in a space where I understood, where I could feel safe. I didn't have to work so hard. I have a partner who does love me. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. It's very different, you know. She understands my lifestyle. She's not trying to take my lifestyle away. And what she means by my lifestyle and my stuff being a hobby is that she just doesn't want me to have to use my lifestyle to work. That if I can make extra money off of it, great. Mm-hmm. But don't make it be your, I need to go to work to make money. Thing. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful way of looking at it. Really, that's not what it was. Really, it was she just was trying to take me out of the shit. But whatever. You know, I didn't see that at the time. I was being taken care of. Right? She was helping me. She's paying my rent she's doing this stuff and she's not paying my rent she's paying our mortgage you know our things our stuff right stuff that I just didn't have to pay now and I could advance that money into my business or into this or into that right something happened and she went on a cycle and didn't talk to me for a couple weeks like two weeks and this cycle actually involved her moving herself out of our bedroom into another room. And one day she got super, 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 super tipsy. And she was real. She was like sick all over the place. And I said, it's been two weeks. Um, I'm going to find out what the fuck is going on with this woman. And I decided to check her phone. <laughs> Which I never knew. And in this, I found out she had another apartment. She had other people she was speaking to, another dumb, and like a, a whole bunch of different stuff, right? And it broke my heart, and it was real fucked up, and that was that. And after that day, like I, I told her she needed to go, and she needed to go home to her apartment that she had, and that was it, you know? That was a summer... That was the summer that the Holly and June. we yeah started so, getting yeah. So before that happened, out. we we took our road trip to Louisiana in March, April, somewhere in that time frame, and that was the first time that you started to share in depth a lot of 
what was going on and like your confusion of what you wanted, what was happening, how to manage her. Because listen, when you deal with really difficult personalities of which have some sort of PTSD, some sort of addiction issue, not saying that that's what it is entirely, but these complicated mind thoughts that they flow and they have these hardcore ups and downs, ups and downs. And, you know, us from the outside, we don't know how to navigate those things. So when you talk about this two week, you know, incident that was happening, this was part of the cycle of the ups, the downs, the ups, the downs. That's a very chaotic way of living. And I was really happy when you really started to share what was actually going on in your home life on that road trip, because I think a lot of times you struggle on your own. A lot of times you keep that shit inside and you're like, I can do it. I can handle it. I got this. You know, nobody needs to know or understand. Maybe a select few people around you, but I don't know entirely that you shared so much. And it was at that moment in time where not that I didn't have respect for your relationship anymore, but I couldn't support it. You know, I supported you because I love you and you're my friend and you know, we have this great relationship, you know, brewing or whatever, but understanding what your actual home life was, I was like, girl, this is going to be a recipe for disaster. Like, this is not safe. It's not healthy. This is, this is very detrimental to the well-being of everything. So this was kind of when we really started to make our solid connection and really start to build what our relationship is now. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was a very interesting experience for me. This is a very interesting part of life. This is definitely when something changed mm -hmm. in me. Coming out, I, I, I don't know what it was this time. It, it, I think finding all that. I can't 100%. I'm, I'm taking my time for just a moment because I can't 100%, to be honest, remember exactly the couple weeks after I found that information, how I felt. Like, I know that there was times before where I was broken, mm -hmm. where I felt like I couldn't get up out of bed. But I feel like this time, that was like a wrap. Mm -hmm. I think I don't remember myself being devastated. This time. Well, I think that you I were more angry that you found out that she had another mistress, and you were yeah, like, a whole what bunch of the fuck. <laughs> yes, right. You take my fucking color up. You take us completely out of the lifestyle, and then I find out that you going and reaching out to another fucking pro dom, giving her the same fucking stories that I get in my email about how you in a a lifeless relationship and your partner don't understand you, and you're just looking for somebody you can really. I'm like, yo, yikes. That's crazy, right? But anyway, this is where things started changing. And for the very first time in my life, I was free. I was single. I wasn't in jail. I wasn't married. I wasn't with somebody who was trying to marry me. I was free for the very first time as an adult. Like, then I started going more and more on the road with you guys, you know, picking up t stuff. And it was liberating because where I thought I lost everything, my girl, my, my partner, you know, my wife, my first wife, my house, my business, freedom came. And... I started feeling like I got more out of my business because now I could go on the road. Mm -hmm. And instead of just being locked in Laurie's station every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because I had an event at my space, I was now able to travel to other clubs and other people's events and like mm -hmm. get to know other people in other states and mix and mingle more. And it was just such an interesting experience you know i you know when we, I, I think the most free and like i think that you're getting back to it now 
but mm -hmm. I'll never forget when we went to Secret Sensations and it was the um goddess I, I forget what it is but we wore you wore the black dress I wore yeah, the white toga. dress what is it the toga party yes like the yeah yeah that was like May May-ish of that year this year I mean, you were so free. You were so light. You were so enjoying life and what it had to offer. And you really were. I mean, I think you were still confused, but I think that you were really trying to really just like seize the day, be in the moment, enjoy mm -hmm. like, all these different things. And you were actually mm -hmm. able to see it. That was the first time I was able to really see you in a happy, great state. Yeah. Yes. So I went through the summer. It was about a good three months mm -hmm. um, of just growing. And my daughter and I were living in LWP. We stayed. Mm -hmm. Brooke left. You know, she went to her apartment. And um, I think at this time, my mother moved back in with me. My mom lived with me like my whole, mm -hmm. she always lived with me. Uh, except for, you know, when I moved in with Brooke, but she actually did move in there with me too. That's oh, right. Oh, yes. Yeah. So when Brooke would kick us out, she would kick my mother out too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my mom moved in with me. And so it was just me and my mom and my daughter. And, you know, it was great. But truth be told, it was great because I kept myself busy. Yes. And exhausted. You kept yourself busy and you exhausted yourself because you were trying so after, to Yeah. Right. So after a couple months of keeping myself so busy, obviously there comes a time when you got to stop. Mm -hmm. And when I would stop, I, I started realizing or thinking or whatever. And I, I just, I miss Brooke so much. Like I felt like I lost my my other half like I even though I was living and I and everything like that like there was something I was missing mm -hmm. and that something I was missing was an energy that she had put out an energy that I didn't I never had over me right I never had a dominant energy over me if you will and I don't mean BDSM dominant I just mean it more aggressive but I'm always the one who runs my my show right? My home, my everything. Even though my ex-wife, it looks like a more aggressive woman. She has a very soft spoken, soft attitude woman. Yeah. I ran my home, you know, and I, I ran the home with Brooke at first mm -hmm. until slowly but surely I didn't. And I had the opportunity to see what it was like to turn off, you know, and I had the opportunity to see what it was like to be in somebody's arms and like not have to stress about bills and like brought this comfort to me and this everything to me that I just never experienced before and you know I missed that energy I I was tired of holding myself at the end of the night and I just missed that energy and it made me feel like I missed her yeah it was wrong mm -hmm. and I didn't know that but it was the energy it was something that I didn't realize I was missing on the inside of me I and mean, I would have never known that if I didn't go through this small experience with Brooke and allow myself to see what it would be like to be taken care of, mm -hmm. right? So this is the point of my story where I start, where I will say that after this, it gets rough, but I'm so thankful because I, I wouldn't be where I am at now if I didn't mm -hmm. have this relationship with my soon-to-be ex-wife. You know, and I will love her forever because of where I'm at now you know so going back to it it was about August well I want to interject there for a second because we had just gotten off like this really great trip when at Secret Sensations we were like you know you were in a great place and blah 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 we were supposed to leave to go to Holly and Jim's wedding the beginning of June and legit, like the day before or whenever it was, you're like, oh, I'm not going. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, girl, I got so mad at you. And like, that's where things started to get like a little bit rocky between us. Not only was I upset that you just, you know, dipped out on like their wedding and like committed to go. But then I, I felt like at that time, I felt like you dipped out on me because, you know, 
at this point, I was just like, this crazy fucking psychopath over here is running you up and sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but this is what no, I'm thinking. You're talking, you know, girl, right. You know, is driving you up and down. I watch the patterns. I see you go up. I see you go down. I see you go through all these different things. And I was like, she finally, you know, was out of it. And then all of a sudden, here she is. And I actually, I didn't believe that you went down to the beach by yourself. I was like, I believe this to be a complete lie. I think that you went and you went to go spend time with Brooke and you tried to figure out your things or whatever. And, you know, like, th these are all the things I'm thinking. And our relationship kind of took, like, a little rocky turn after that because whether you were focused on, I'm not sure what happened, but I was so deeply upset and disappointed in you that my heart was broken, honestly. You know, I thought we were establishing this really great relationship. I thought, you know, we were kind of migrating in this really great, you know, way of connecting and understanding where each other's were at and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, whoosh, what the fuck is going on here? You're kidding me with this, right? So I was really disappointed at this point in time. And I was just like, well, wherever this is going to go is going to go. So we'll see how that pans out. So yeah, fast forward to August on where you were kind of going into. Yeah, I mean, comment on and, that, at the end of the day, I do want to comment because obviously breaking your heart and hurting you wasn't something that I had intended to do because at the end of the day I had no intentions of right anything mm -hmm. I was just living right so and, and the point that... is and the point is is like I was also with you because we had a whole bunch of events you know and that's not, that's another I don't really thing. mean my heart broken from no 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 like I just want to make sure it that was... everybody who listens understands I didn't come we at this point in time we weren't just I didn't come and just chill with you we lived four hours away from each right. other when we saw each other, it was because of events. work mm -hmm. events, yeah. right? And our relationship was growing through that. And I wanted to try and come up. Now, my daughter knows you guys and our family knows each other. So it's mm -hmm. not like we don't like, because we do have that, you know, but we don't have the opportunity to see each other as much as people may think that we, we do, right. you know? And at this point in time, I was out and living high on life and just trying to do things. But the fact of the matter is, is I am only with you so many days out of the month and there's still real life at home and, you know, all this kind of stuff, which yeah. you guys didn't know that because right. we didn't speak like that all the time. And, you know, so while I am away with you guys and distracted, I still have to drive home and go back home to my okay. real life. Yeah. And you I, know, want, I just want to clarify, like, it was more of like a friendship thing because I felt yes. like at that moment in time you were choosing, right? Because you ended up where you kind of felt like you needed to kind of like refocus and figure out what you were doing here. And that was a little pullback from some of the things that we were doing together, whether it was events or whatever. No, but it wasn't a choice, baby. Right. I was in bed crying, that's, feeling right. like I was dying. And right. that's not a choice. Right. My choice was to get up and go out and be right. with y'all. My choice was to get up. Yeah, my choice was to get up and try and distract myself yeah. and get over this woman. Right. But at the end of the day... Right. My, 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 my emotions and my energy was like, no, right. <laughs> like, I didn't, you know, like, the thing is, is like and I think be... that everybody needs to understand, like our relationship specifically, like first and foremost, like we are the best of friends, right? Like, yeah. I think that it, people misconstrued, like where our dynamics really lie because we do have such great energy with one another and mm -hmm. whatever it may be together in that sense but at the end of the day it's a, a remarkable friendship because when the moments are super honest and the conversations flow they're very honest and very you know and so whether i felt like i was disappointed in you as a human being for going back to this toxic relationship that I thought was no good for you or wh whatever mm -hmm. it was at that time like I just want to make sure it's understood like I wasn't heartbroken from a lover standpoint I was heartbroken from a friendship standpoint because not for nothing there became a point in time where Brooke had an issue with me and mm -hmm. whether that was acknowledged and, and it I came no, yeah her, and it but, and it and then it stayed yes and we, we there was a problem we, yes. we started having problems Yes. Because that's after that summer is when we locked in a solidified space. Mm -hmm. Who knows what that space was, right. but my time with you guys in those few months 
just because she was away and that part stopped doesn't mean that life stops everywhere. Right. Right. And that's the whole thing. Like when I'm with you guys, doesn't mean that <clears throat> this part stops. When I'm here, it doesn't mean that you guys stop. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were growing and I was gaining a connection with you. And then even more with Spencer as well, you know, like, because Spencer became, Spencer went from somebody that I always thought, see, I've known Spencer for like eight, nine, ten years now. Right. And he's been in the game much longer, you know, and he has did, you know, hotel takeovers and things of that nature. And I wasn't in, I wasn't in all that. So I looked at Spencer as just somebody that I, I, I loved Spencer. You know, he, he is his, his events and his stuff. I always thought were classy and sexy. And I was like, this is somebody that I could work with because his stuff is just a little different level. And I always felt my stuff was a little different level. And I like to mentor under him because he just, he has ways of thinking that I don't know how to do and and business management and things like that. But then in that summertime, the closest that I got with him then was even more different. You know, it wasn't a sexual thing. Wasn't even a sexual thing with you. No. I think we had a sexual energy because we sessioned, we played, right? But Spencer and I never did any of that, Mm -hmm. you know, like Spencer became kind of like my big teddy bear. Like, I don't mean to sound incestual, but like my brother, like. He was very protective, right? He gave you a safe place that uh, you Yeah. Yeah. For the first time, this is when I started the traveling with you guys. This is when I was like, fuck, I don't want to do anything right now. I don't want to open my business. I don't want to try and run my business. I don't want to do anything right now. I have to keep LWP afloat somehow. <laughs> so let's just get it out. And let's just go with you guys, right? Like, do what we were doing. I felt safe and comfortable with you. It was wonderful. We formed this thing. And now this thing was not going to go away. But I still had this, my love, my life, my home life that was, I had to go home, right? Can't stay here in this space forever. Mm-hmm. And, and it just got to the point where I, yeah, I, I, like, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't do things again. Like, it just started again. Like, my own kid was like, ma, mm-hmm. you know, let me, my, 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 my daughter's father, he don't come around. He was like, they, like, it was rough. And I felt weak and I called her. <laughs> And I called her and I don't remember when it was, but I just remember it was sometime in August. And I'm just like, I can't do anything. Like, what am I doing? Like, I, I need her. Yeah. I need her. Like, that's my person. You know, like, I'm silly. I'm silly. I'm sitting here trying to put on a fucking front and I'm loving life and I'm loving all this stuff, but I'm missing so much, mm-hmm. so much more. And she called me back and we cried and we talked and we cried and we talked and she apologized so much and just explained how her three months have been away from me and how it's been horrible and like she's just had all this time to think and you know we decided to try Mm -hmm. again and date and she didn't move in with me this was august right or something of the nature of July, August, something, right? It was around that time. Yeah. And then um, we all went out, her, myself, my brother and sister, what it? I think, and um, I think Steph. I think I had a whole bunch of people there. And Frank, yeah, it was a whole bunch of us. There were six of us. And we went out with one of my clients to Atlantic City because mm-hmm. I was doing an overnight and he likes me for me to bring people. So this motherfucker got a ring and proposed to me in front of everybody there that night. I had no idea this was coming. That's, this is where it was. But, you know, in my head, I'm like, I just made the decision that I knew that this is where I wanted to be, right? I'm going to give this a try. I'm not going to say no. We just had these weeks of crying to each other and and confessing how much we needed each other and how stupid things have been. And like, this woman is asking me to marry her. Yes. 
Yes, I'm going to do it. But, like I said, the ring went on this hand, not on it this hand. It wasn't a year ago, now that we're putting the timelines together. It was this August after. No, 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 no. It was a year ago. We've been married for a year now. Yeah, but I think that we said that, like, earlier in the conversation, I think that we said that the engagement was August before that, but it wasn't. It was this particular time period after. Or maybe we were talking about it and we just backtracked some. I just want to make sure I'm following the right way. So it was the August after, uh, like, we really started traveling and you guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right, because come your birthday, I feel like you had, I feel like you had the ring for your birthday, I think. We got, yes, because we got married after my birthday, September yeah. 18th. Yeah. Uh-huh. So sometime in August, I got the ring-ish, I think, July, August, right? Because yeah. I'm like, damn, how many dates are we going to have? Like, we had, <laughs> you know? Um, and... Yes, we got we got engaged. That was supposed to be just our next... That was just supposed to be the next level of things. And then what started happening is things started coming in about LWP and my property. And um, my ex-slave was on my mortgage, mm -hmm. okay? And he's no longer with me. So he was looking for me to buy him out. No problem. What a problem, right? right? Couldn't sell LWP, shit was going on. We were trying to sell LWP, right? So, um, and I couldn't get the space in my own name just yet. That's why he was on as a co-signer. So things are happening like that. Um, stuff with my daughter. You know, Brooke's like, there's stuff with COVID. There's stuff with the government. She works in the government. So like she knows kind of things. And we started talking more and about insurance and all this kind of stuff. And Brooke has good shit. You know, I now, I now have my divorce from my ex-wife. Delani and I have no insurance. We had state, you know what I mean? So like there was all these kinds of factors that Brooke was like, just marry me. Yeah. You can keep the ring on the other hand. You don't have to tell nobody we're married. You can tell everybody we're engaged. She's like, you know, we're getting married. She's like, just marry me so I can take care of you. Marry me so I can get you on my insurance. Marry me so we can get this house taken care of and get dug out of here and get your stress off you. Right, just do this, just do this. Let's marry me, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm not marrying her for these reasons because I want to marry her, right? I mean, I have like, I've accepted the engagement and we were going to get married next September because I want a wedding. I want a real wedding. I want to do this. Like, you know, I, I, I'm in the mood now, right? Like, okay. Mm -hmm. I, she set this tone. This woman was able to make me visualize and think like a little girl and envision what my wedding would look like. I've never thought about that, ever. So now I'm like, yeah, I want a really big, pretty wedding. And she can afford a big, pretty wedding. Like, this is new to me. Like, I'm like excited about these things, right? So I'm like, these are all the things I want. But she's thinking on the logic side and she wants to take care of me and my daughter and all this. So, okay, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get married but we won't tell nobody. We'll get married so you can take care of me, my baby. Thank you so much. I love you so much. And then we'll just tell everybody I'm engaged that when we get married is when I'm going to switch my ring from this hand to the next hand because I need some time. I got to, there's some people I need to speak to first before I, I go and just do things. I've got other people in my life. And it's not that I owe anybody any explanation. I like to discuss things with people i don't like to be a douchebag and just show up and be like oh yeah fuck you by the way <laughs> you know like just not how i do things so it stayed on this hand september 18th we ended up getting married just like a little court thing the ring went on this hand and when we set our date for next september well this past september 18th to get married and actually have the wedding and the reason I didn't want to tell anybody, and I didn't tell anybody except the people, I didn't tell Frank or Steph, I didn't tell anybody. And I didn't tell anybody, not because I wanted to hide it, 
but because I really wanted to have this fucking wedding. And like, I wanted my girlfriends to be excited for me. And I, you know, I didn't want to damper it with the fact that we were already married. I wanted to just like be able to enjoy the excitement of planning a wedding and going with my girls to get dresses and like doing all that stuff. So that's why we weren't telling anybody, not for any other reason. Cause I, I would have told people I was married, but you know, I did that with my last wife. I didn't have a real wedding. And I didn't want to do that again. Right. So that's the only reason we didn't tell anybody. I wanted to be excited and I want my girlfriends to be excited with me. You know, so I wanted to have a real wedding. My grandma was like excited. We were having a wedding. We were planning a wedding. September 18th, we did, right? October something. We repurchased LWP my property that I've owned for almost 10 years. We got Doug's name off and we repurchased it. However, through repurchasing it, you see my, my new spouse is a veteran, Mm -hmm. you know, which is great because they have some really, really great like benefits and things that come with that. Yeah. That's how I got my first house is with a VA loan. And that shit was the easiest thing I ever did. Yo, so great. Right. However, through the company she's going through, only a v- only a vet can be on a VA loan. They couldn't, and, and, and the banker told me this, like it wasn't her telling me, they couldn't put me on the loan. <coughs> so like I couldn't go on the mortgage. I couldn't go on the mortgage right away. That's surprising because, to hear because I never heard that before. Y- yeah, like, cause I'm not a veteran, I can't be on the loan. But what they could do is, they purchased out the house, and then right after that, my name would go on the deed. Okay. I can't be on the mortgage and the loan and all that because I'm not a vet. This is specifically a veteran's loan, mm-hmm. but I can go on the deed of the house. Guess who's That's name? weird. I feel like they scammed you because I was able to go on mine. Guess yeah. whose name never got put on the deed of LWP? Yeah. And I'm married. Right. So I don't push it yeah, right away. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Okay, yeah, we just bought the house. Yes, let's go celebrate. I'm not like, oh, we need to go in and get my name on the deed right away. Why, why would I think like that? We're married. We're, we're, we're doing this, you know? So, like, I didn't push it. And I, I do want to say, like, even though, like, like, there were still some ups and downs, but you were so committed to this. Like, you were so committed to making it work. You were so committed to figuring it out. You were really really committed at this time so I can like definitely from the outside say like yes you put like your whole all in and was like we're either doing this or we're not doing it and you definitely you definitely went that path for sure yeah (sighs) yeah so October something we bought the house and My brother and his wife and their two children and their three dogs mm-hmm. moved in with me one week before Thanksgiving. So September 18th, we get married. Say October 25th, we bought the house. November 20th, my brother and his family moved in with us and my mom lives with us too. And let me also remind you, Brooke works from home. So... Brooke went from living a single life to moving in with me, my five dogs, my mother, and my child. And now also my brother and his wife, two children, and three dogs moved into our home. Brooke never leaves the house because Brooke's office is at the house. And then Brooke stays home afterwards. Here's where the cycle starts. Mm -hmm. It's winter time. Already a bad time for people who go into cycles. Yeah. It's darker, it's cold, it's dreary. She's not getting out of the house. There's so much commotion in the house. There's dogs, there's children, there's blah, 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 blah right? Cycles are happening. We're seeing it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she's doing a good job of trying to pull herself out. Get into counseling. Now we're, I'm talking you through January, February, March, April. You know, it's it's a little rough. These times are rough. And um, they're starting to be more rough than they are good. 
you know, she's like, we're all right, but her cycles are, are, are going down. Yeah. You hear me? You were extreme. Yeah. 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 Hold on. I'm going to put yeah. the other headphone in because my headphone died. Let me know if you can hear me. Make sure you're there, right? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So our, her cycles are going and I'm like, all right, now, you know, we got other family members living with us. Right. So people can see things, mm. you know, and it's not like she's, um, aggressive or anything like that. She would get sad and introverted and just pull herself away or throw herself into her work or it just, or, and then she wouldn't talk. We wouldn't talk for like a week or two. And I'm like, you know, that's, I'm not used to living life like that, especially with my partner and especially with my partner who now just wanted me to depend on them. Right. You know, like you put me in a whole different space and let's talk about the whole different space that she actually was putting me in now that we were married, because now that we were married, we started dabbling much, much more. We already dabbled in this before, but we started dabbling much, much more into her fetishes. And her fetish is daddy, baby girl. Wow. What a huge transfer from mistress submissive, right? And I've never. So for me to now think I married this woman, I'm giving her the upper hand. I'm going to do this because this is what the universe and God are giving me. They're giving me the opportunity to finally shut off, right? They're giving me the opportunity to finally feel what all these people feel when they come to me. I'm understanding now. I'm getting it. It's it's amazing and it's great. And now I'm like feeling like I'm becoming needy a little bit. Like I need this time or I need this attention. And so when my partner just, who I'm like, my daily partner, we make daily decisions together. What we're going to eat together. What are we doing? Right? Like we live together. We're married. And now all of a sudden you don't talk to me for two or three weeks. Whoa. And then like, she likes to play in this DDLG little space. This daddy, baby girl ain't just like, the streets daddy baby girl like that's my baby girl that's my daddy like she likes to fan into the spaces right and i'm like oh you're really throwing me for a loop here because you're here and then you're not and then you're here and then you're not and you're here and then you're not i'll never forget like one time we had a conversation about how you can understand what thought process she was going to be in for the day you wanted to get like bracelets so she could put on like oh i'm feeling this way today or i'm feeling this way so at least you would have an idea of what you were dealing with for the day because she would go from daddy mode to submissive mode in very yeah. extremes and it was very confusing for you to understand what you were supposed to do right you know? and it, it all this was still very difficult you know to watch and it, it was very tough i will say i felt it, bad for you that you were struggling and trying to figure out how to make it all work you know, but that's what you do in relationships, yeah. right? If your partner is going through something, you know what I mean? Like, you try to, because life is going to bring you shit. Yeah. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean all of a sudden now you guys are blocked from shit. Right. No, it's going to bring you shit. It's just like, you got to work with your partner. And if we're married, like, we're supposed to spend the rest of our lives with each other. To me, there's no end date now. Right. Right. Like, so there is no out. Right. Like you have no choice but to try and figure it out. Like I'm not going to live miserable for the rest of my life. We're going to figure this out. Right. We were good. It wasn't that she was bad with me. Right. It's her things were bad in her head. Right. Um, and then to, to push it up a bit further, A couple months in, I told you everybody moved in in November. Uh, we'll say in June, we had another person move in with us with their child and their dog because she was in an abusive relationship. A very close friend of ours, Brooke's best friend, super close friend of mine. Our house is at max capacity, right? We moved our dining room. We no longer have a dining room because our friend is in there with her child and her dog. Brooke's still working from home. Uh, this is around May. We just purchased a camper. May. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to purchase a camper because Brooke and I want to go out. She works from home. You know, I can work from home. We wanted to travel. We were turning into these old folks. We were married. We were like, this is what we're doing. You know, everybody can stay in the fucking house. We don't give a shit. It was We're after the June it. event. It was after the June event this happened. 
Okay. Yeah. Like we're we're started, the, the whirlwind started at our June event on, on, on the person that you're saying moved into the house. Remember that? Oh, okay. Started at okay. June, in June. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, now this other person moves in and their kid and their dog is in there too. And mind you, nothing's wrong. We all get along so, so well. But for somebody who works from home and is an introvert, there's so much. And I could feel that for her. And I felt bad. And we were trying, I was trying to do the best that I could for her to make sure that, because she is taking care of the household. Mm -hmm. She's paying all the bills. And she's paying all the household bills because my money's going to renovations, fixing shit up, our vacations, our weed, we smoke a lot of weed, our food, our gas. Like I pay for all the extras. She pays for the bills. But at the end of the day, the people who are living with us ain't paying us shit. Right. So, like, she's paying for everybody's bills right now. And I, that's my wife, like, I'm like, y'all, let's have some respect for her. She's going to work from home, you know? So I'm trying to help her because at the end of the day, she is taking care of everything, right? And her mind matters. Yeah. <clears throat> so we get this camper and we have a camping spot. It's literally, like, 20 minutes away from our space. And she's been waiting for this camper. She's been so excited for it. We got it, so we wanted it. But a big purpose of it for this summer was so that way she could go there during the week. We had Wi-Fi there. She can get away. She loves scenery like that. She loves camping. She loves the woods. She can take her laptop, and she can basically set up there like an office and get out of the house. You know, get out of the house, at least go away for the day, 9 to 5, do your job, and It'll be quiet, no kids around. It gives you a whole different space, you know, all this kind of stuff. So we got the camper and we got the property and this was in June. We went camping right around that weekend when we came back from the event. We went camping like the next weekend or something or we went camping the week after. And while we were camping, I could tell Brooke was just, it was a really, it was a rough weekend. She barely came out of the camper. She was depressed, right? And it, it wasn't much I could do, you know, but I kept trying to pull her and I'm like, come on, babe. You know, we went for walks. And my, I had some family come up, you know, for dinner and she didn't come out nearly to even eat. She ate in the camper. She was going through her thing. So, you know, like, the nature was just like the best pace, I think, for her to be. But then we had to come home because, mm -hmm. you know, we got to come home. <laughs> and we came home on Sunday. And I'll never forget. She never came out of the room. And then that was it. It was the end of our relationship. She didn't talk to me after that. I don't know what happened. But she went into this spiral and she told me to leave her alone. And she told me that like, I'm just on her so much and I just need to leave her the fuck alone. And that was it. She locked herself in a room. She worked in our room. She stayed in our room to meet. I'm like, I, and the next thing you know, it was me. Yeah, And I needed to go and get out of here. Like, it all happened so fast. Like, she just, I was like, I, I, I like, days would go by and I would say, I don't understand, like, what's happening? And then next thing you know, she was telling me how she didn't love me. She never loved me. And that this is all fake. And I'm like, what? And I even said to her, I'm like, babe, this is not. And I said, I tried to remind her to look at her ring. And I'm like, well, babe, like, you marry me. And when you were in a safe space, because you knew that this was a safe space, like, I don't know where you're at right now, but look at your wedding ring. You have to trust that you made a, a, a good decision in your sound mind. You have to trust yourself. Fuck me. Trust that you married me and you put that ring on your finger and you put this ring on my finger when you were in a sound mind because you knew it was the right thing. You know, these are the things I was trying to tell her, trying to bring her back because, you know, wherever she goes... Who knows where she goes, but she goes. And it just didn't work. And um, she was 
acting real crazy. I forget what happened, but it was a, a, a weekend. It was like two weeks after. And I was like, you know, we had plans on going to the camper. She wasn't going. And I said, I'm going to take my, my kid and the dogs. And we're going to the camper. It was like, I don't know what weekend it was, but it was like a long weekend. We were going to go. So Friday night, Delani and I and the dogs, we went to the camper. And and there was shit going on in the house. Like, it was not healthy there. And about 11.30 at night, I've already been at the camper for a couple hours. And I was actually in bed. 11.30 at night, my mom FaceTimes me. She lives with me. And she tells me, I got to leave. I'm leaving right now. Brooke is going crazy. She's taking the doors off the hinges on the house. And with that being said, we have to stop. It's 9.14, we're four minutes over recording for you to be able to keep on your schedule. So, guys, this is when things get a little bit wild and, you know, you have to be self-aware of some of the stuff that goes on in a relationship. And as much as one tries, you have to make sure you keep yourself healthy and safe at all times. So we're going to get mm -hmm. into the depth of the challenges and the craziness that really transpired from this point on on next episode. If you have any questions for us, ask us. Send me an email at mizzybender at outlook.com. We'll go back. We will do another episode. We'll do whatever you want to explain additional details. Um, make sure if you have not seen all the episodes, go to mizzybender.com on the blog. All of them are there. If you want to just hear audio, go search the Mizzy Bender show. You'll find it on all your favorite platforms, which everywhere. Um, Miss Lady, where can they find information on you? You can go and find me at Miss Lady Luck on pretty much every platform. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, FetLife, SDC, Miss Lady Luck, or LWP Venue as well. You can find those, LWP Venue at Yahoo.com. If you have information that you would like to share with us, questions that you would like to give. If you find yourself, honestly, if you find yourself hearing anything that we say and um, feeling like you're going through it, talk to somebody. Seriously. Because if, if it's hitting home with you, Listen yeah. to your body. Listen yeah. to your inner voice. And I'll, I do got to go because I am running yeah. a little bit late. Um, but Until but it is some serious time. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I love you. Thank you so much for sharing so much. And uh, until next time, you guys, we'll talk to you super soon.